Welcome to the Knowing God Podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Let's start with a question today. Would you say that you know how to pray? Or maybe a little less definitive, if that could be discouraging for you. Would you say that it would be helpful to learn more about how to pray? You know, what's funny is that as Christians, when we are converted or we become Christians, we're immediately told to pray, which is a good thing, but often we aren't necessarily taught how to pray. So we're somewhat left to fend for ourselves. Or maybe you had good parents or pastors or leaders in the church, and they might have modeled prayer for you, and that's how you learn to pray. I'm inclined to think that that is actually the right way to do it. You know, we even see that in the Gospels where the disciples, they ask Jesus, teach us how to pray, and he models for them what prayer looks like. This section from Colossians 1, 9 through 13 is Paul's prayer for the Colossian church. And outside of Jesus himself, I'm not sure we could find a better model for our prayer life. You know, last episode, we talked about Paul modeling what intercessory prayer is, where we pray for other people. Well, now we get to see him interceding in prayer for them. And I think if you want to learn how to pray or learn it in better ways to see it modeled, that's what we're going to get in this section. So let's look at our verse. Uh, We're going to continue on in Colossians 1 verse 9. And let me read the first part of what we talked about last week, and then we'll hit this new section. Colossians 1 9. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. Now, here's our section for today. Asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. So, we're going to look at this final phrase of verse 9, which is really the overall theme of the prayer, that the Colossian church would be filled with the knowledge of the will of God. And we're going to get to the purpose of this filling next time. But for now, I just want us to see what it means that Paul prays that the knowledge of the will of God would fill this church. So think about, what does it mean for something to be filled? Maybe you think of like a glass being filled with water. It's a spatial concept of something filling up a glass or a bowl or a room. But this word in Greek that's translated be filled is slightly different. While the imagery of us being filled with something isn't totally wrong, it's better to picture it as being characterized by something. Paul uses this language in his letter to the Romans where he talks about being filled with unrighteousness or on the flip side, being filled with joy or peace. It's not just that those things fill us, but in them filling us, they characterize us. So consider, what would you say is something that characterizes your life, who you are? What is an attribute or a characteristic that marks you? Paul's prayer is that the knowledge of God's will is what would be the defining, characterizing mark of the church. Is that what you immediately thought of for yourself? That you are mostly marked by the characteristic of knowing God's will? Yeah, me neither, (laughs) which is why we need to pray to be filled with it. 
Which makes me wonder about this phrase, the knowledge of his will. Because immediately when I read it, I thought it was simply the knowledge of God. I mean, this is the Knowing God podcast after all. But I think that it's a little more specific. It's saying that we would know God so well that we understand his will or his desires, what he wants to happen. It would be like me saying that I know my wife's will because I know her so well that I've learned who she is, what she wants, the desires in her heart. The longer I'm married to her and that I know her, the more I have knowledge of her desires, what she longs for. Similarly, Paul is praying that we would know the will of God so that we would know his deep desires. We would know who he is and understand what it is that he wants from us. Which does make me pause for a second and simply praise God. Don't miss the fact that we don't deserve to know the will of God. We have rebelled from him. We've consistently said no to his desires and will. Yet God is so gracious and kind that he doesn't write us off. He saves us. His will, first and foremost, is that sinners would find salvation in Christ Jesus. That we would be saved by coming to faith in him. The pinnacle of the will of God is his work in Christ as it is revealed in Scripture. That's his will, first and foremost, that sinners would be saved and glorify him in a relationship with him. So let me give two final exhortations for us from this phrase as we close. First, if we are to know the heart and will of God, we have to be filled with his word. There is not a a more clear, trustworthy source of information on the will of God than the scriptures. But let me encourage you. I'm guessing you are listening to this podcast because you want to know God's word in order that you may know God. That is what Paul is praying about here. To be filled with the knowledge of his will is first to be filled with his scriptures, his word. In them, we find who God is, how he acts, what his heart is like, what he thinks of us, what he is asking of us. If you want to be filled with the knowledge of God's will, You have to start with the revelation of God's word. It is here that we find the will of God. And I'm encouraged that you're listening to this and hopefully reading the scriptures so that you can know God's will. That's how we are first and foremost filled with the knowledge of his will. But second, notice that in the verse, it says that we would be filled with this knowledge in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. He doesn't say that we can be filled by it merely through study and intellectual growth. That's a piece of it. But the Colossians were struggling with people who were teaching them that they could think all the right thoughts and gain enough worldly wisdom about God to be set. Paul directly combats that with saying this wisdom and understanding of God's will has to come from the Spirit of God. So here's my kind of exhortation to you. As you come to God's word, pray for the spirit to give you wisdom and understanding. I know that can almost seem cliche or like, of course, I'll pray quick before I read. But if Paul's right here and he says that we have to be filled, not that we fill ourselves, but passively, we are filled with spiritual wisdom and understanding that comes from God's spirit, then we need to ask him to do that. 
In 1 Corinthians 1, which is another letter written by Paul, it says this. Now, if you don't have your Bible open in front of you, um, just follow along with me and listen to it as I read this slowly. It starts in verse 22. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews, folly to the Gentiles, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. He's saying that this knowledge of God doesn't make sense in an earthly wisdom sense. He says it appears foolish to outsiders, but to those who are called, Christ and the gospel is the wisdom of God. Now, how do we learn this wisdom of God? Is it just through learning and and growing in our earthly knowledge? Well, in the next chapter, it says that those in the world, they don't understand this, but this is 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10, these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Friends, Paul prays for the church to be filled with this knowledge of God Because here in 1 Corinthians, he says, it's the Spirit who has to give us that wisdom and understanding. It's not ourselves. It's the Spirit who does that. How gracious and kind is God to give us his Spirit to illuminate these truths to our hearts and mind. So my final encouragement, as you come to God's word to be filled with the knowledge of his will, pray. Pray that the Spirit might give you wisdom and understanding. As you listen to this podcast, Pray that the Spirit would give you understanding daily, like multiple times a day. Pray that God gives us wisdom and understanding through His Spirit. I would even say right now, as you're finishing up this podcast, pray that God might help you to see this truth, believe it, and live in it. But that last part, that's our section for next episode. So for now, friends, may God bless you and keep you. May He give you favor, grace, and peace.